Oh, I love the smell of benzene in the morning. <laughs> actually, you know what? Uh, I remember the, the Grand Prix from the 80s. You could actually smell really gasoline and uh, exhaust. I don't. I didn't smell any of that. I guess all that emission stuff is right bled into the uh, performance end of things. And speaking of that, we are thrilled to have with us. Now, this could be trouble because uh, between Cam and me being car people and our next guest, we might end up uh, talking till the end of the show <laughs> and into uh, the Inside Outside guys. Because it's Jim Campbell, Vice President of Performance at Motorsports Chevrolet. Good to see you, buddy. It is great to be here with you all, and we can uh, hear the cars running on the track. This is the IndyCar Series. They're in uh, the practice before qualifying. The teams are really... Really focus about finding every bit of speed on the track, uh, really learning the track. And uh, they're trying to get almost a simulated qualifying run. It's busy out there, so uh, they can't wait to get to qualifying this afternoon. But it's great to be with you all. Well, it's, it's wonderful to have you here and give us some insight into what's actually happening like right now. So they're, they're kind of dialing in the car, the driver, and the course all together with the teams, right? Yeah, most uh, the uh, all we half the field is powered by Chevy, half by Honda. Of course, we're focused on the Chevy teams. Of course. Uh, and we run a 2.2-liter direct-injected twin-turbo Chevy Indy V6. And so we have actually scanned the track that uh, the series has, and both uh, Chevy and Honda teams have that. The drivers have all been in the simulator for hours and hours. Right. However, there's nothing like getting on the real track. And what they're doing now is really learning uh, – every element of the track and trying to get every bit of speed they can get out of this so they're uh they're very focused and i can hear them on the on the track they're trying to get a clean run it's really busy so but we can't wait to see these guys race tomorrow we have some of the best drivers in the world right here yep. in indycar it's fabulous now i remember jim back in the 80s when we had the grand prix every year the big complaint from the drivers was i don't care about going the fastest right. I, don't, I don't care about being the most courageous I just want to make sure I finish because the tracks were bad. You guys fixed all of that. Well, we have, uh, we have, uh, when we decided to come back down here, it was a big decision. I think you talked to, or Bud and Roger have been on the radio here a little bit over the last couple of days. So we, uh, we actually repaved, uh, the entire track. Um, and so it's, it's smoother than maybe in the old days. But in general, uh, city street courses, just because they get everyday, uh, traffic, they tend to be a little bit rougher than, uh, say, going to the Indy Motor Speed, Indianapolis sure. Motor Speedway. So the drivers will talk about the character of the track and the bumps. They do feel them. Uh, but we have uh, we have some good runoff areas. If they overshoot a turn, they can get into a runoff area. They'll be okay. But it's going to be tight. There's going to be a lot of action. And then, and then you heard about the dual pit lane, and it's pretty amazing. And I watch the uh, drivers going in and out for practice. But when you have uh, the whole field coming in, on, say, after a caution, Getting service, getting Firestone tires, getting shell fuel, and then going back out. It's going to be interesting to see how they get out that exit. So yeah. it's going to be, but it's going to be fun. So what what would you estimate top speeds will be once the drivers figure out all the nooks and crannies and all the uh, idiosyncrasies? Yeah, I think top speeds in the simulation we've done, and now we're seeing them out there. They're in the mid one eighties, and it's wow. da- it's down the stretch of. Uh, That's Jefferson. like Cam going down Telegraph. <laughs> it's like your commute. The Lodge. <laughs> To commute to work every day. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but actually, think about this. The streets that we drive on every day down Jefferson going mm-hmm. west, you, know, you go by, uh, you know, there's Dumas Shells there, and then right. Spirit of uh, Detroit Plaza and the Joe Louis Fist and going towards uh, uh, Griswold there. Uh, we're driving whatever, 35, 40 miles an hour. These guys are going 185. And, and when they get to the end of uh, Jefferson, they're going to be hard on the brakes. 
and then they've got a big hairpin turn. There's going to be massive passing opportunities right there. So uh, for those of you who uh, fans who are uh, either uh, going to uh, watch from uh, the free areas, the platforms, mm-hmm. or people that have seats at turn three, it's going to be a lot of action. Yeah, it's going to be exciting, and uh, it's going to be so much fun to watch for us. And tomorrow's a big race day, so uh, it's got to be exciting for everybody involved to work so hard for so long. And then are you at a point yet where you're saying, I think this is going to be great? Are well, you at that point, or are you going to wait till the end? <laughs> you always wait till the end. Cross your fingers. Always wait till the end. Don't and, jinx it. Right. And <laughs> in racing, you got You can prepare. You can start a race great. It, it's really how you finish. And obviously, we want to have a safe, exciting race uh, for the drivers and everybody involved here. So we'll know here, uh, obviously, at the end of the weekend how all that all that goes. But today, so the guy, the Indy Curves, they're, they're doing their practice now. Then we're going to pause there. And then we're going to pick up the Trans Am series. And Trans Am is kind of known for the muscle cars. They actually call it the Muscle Car Challenge. Right. And it's going to be Camaros and Mustangs and Challengers all competing on the track. So they'll be going. They'll be racing at 10:35, and then we fast forward to 1:15, and that's IndyCar qualifying. And for those that are, you can go to the IndyCar app and listen along. There's in-car cameras. Great way to follow the action. And then it'll also be on Peacock. So for those who have access to Peacock, you can watch it there. Or even better, yeah, come down to the track. Right. Come down to the track. There's Perfect a lot weather. Of areas to watch it. Perfect and weather. And this afternoon uh, at 4 o'clock, we'll have the IMSA Michelin Pilot Challenge. And that we'll have our Chevrolet Camaros, a GT4 configuration, racing against Mustangs and a bunch of other makes. A lot of action. It's going to be a lot of fun. So, uh, And then I think uh, Bud and the team have got some entertainment lined up for tonight. So if you, if you have never been to a race... This is a fun place to come down. Lots of free viewing areas. If you're a hardcore race fan, the best drivers in the world are right here. Joseph Newgarden just won the Indy 500. He's won this race one time. Will right. Powers won it three times. Oh. Uh, he And he's uh, the defending IndyCar Series champion. Uh, you got Pato Award, young driver who is trying to make his mark in the series. Uh, and he's with Errol McLaren, a Chevy team. And then uh, then Scott Dixon, a multi-time champion. He's here. And then Elio Castroneves which uh, he's, his first win was here in Detroit. I remember that. And he, remember he climbed the fence. They called yeah. him the Spider-Man. Yeah. He's here. And uh, so I, I think it would be fun to have people come down and check it out. Yeah, this is, this is first class all the way. And uh, I was just thinking about uh, Grand Prix. When Grand Prix happens around the world and you think of Grand Prix Monaco, for example, mm-hmm. and you see that mm-hmm. uh, romantic street scene and you wonder if anyone's going to go careening off and land on a boat you know, yeah. uh, docked in the harbor there. Uh, and then there's also that um, kind of that Euro fashion, uh, beautiful people aspect of Grand Prix around Europe. Are you seeing that here in Detroit where the rich and famous, the movers and shakers, have they come out in their big hats and their uh, and their white pants and, <laughs> and uh, been hanging out? You know what? The overhead shots of this race in the city of Detroit with the Detroit River and you look down Belle Isle, and all the action around here, the Rensen, all the beautiful uh, buildings here in the city, we're going to look spectacular to the world. Good. I think people are going to say, what is going on in Detroit? Yeah. Great things are going on in Detroit. It is beautiful. So I'll take our shot overhead to the Monaco shot any yeah. day. And by the way, we're going to have more passing in IndyCar than F1 has. So yeah. we're ready to go. It's pretty exciting. <laughs> all right. I was telling uh, Bud earlier, and I, I don't know if you heard this, but uh, I went on Facebook this week and I said, hey, we're going to be at the uh, Chevrolet Grand Prix. Uh, of course, everybody in, in Metro Detroit and all over the country uh, has a longstanding love affair with the Chevrolet Corvette. What is your all-time favorite year for the Corvette? Oh. And 
I, I just wanted you to take a guess on what the number one answer was. Well, um, I got I, I worked on Corvette a lot, along with many people in our company. We love Corvette in this place. Um, I would say sixty-three split window Corvette. Yep, absolutely. Is that, is that yours? Yep. Yeah, that, that was number one. By spectacular. I'll, Bill Mitchell, who was the design chief at the time, and right. Zora Duntoff, who was chief engineer. They combine and their teams combine to deliver that amazing uh, vehicle. And today, it's one of the hottest vehicles in the in the collector's market. It's unreal. And the funny thing about it, uh, Cam, you know the car we're talking about when the Corvette, the back window, you don't know, had that big piece of glass. Yeah. On the old vets. Yeah, it was like '63, so it was a big piece of glass. Yeah. It had a body panel that went down the center of it, so it looked like two rear windows. Yeah. With a body panel in the right. center. Some guys in 1963 decided they didn't like that. They took the glass out, went to the went to the shop with their buddies, and cut it out. Oh yeah! <laughs> totally ruining what would become yeah. one of the most uh, collectible oh, Corvettes yeah. in the history yeah. of the, oh, wow. the brand. Well, in the next year in '64, we actually did remove that body panel that went the split window, if you will. Yeah. And so, but that's classic. And then you fast forward, uh, you know, many generations, seven generations, where the engine was in the front, uh, right. mm. you know, a V8 engine configuration over the years. And then obviously the eighth generation, the C8 uh, mid-engine Corvette, and the a pace car will be uh, pacing the race. Corvette Z06 convertible. It's a hard, retractable hardtop, 5.5 liter uh, flat plank crank, 670 horsepower. The most powerful naturally aspirated engine in the market. Period. And it's got a high RPM, 8200 redline RPM. So hot, revs high. Uh, Mark Royce, our president, is going to drive the pace car on uh, the lap uh, opening laps of the IndyCar race on Sunday. We're really proud of that car, and so many people in our company that put uh, their heart and soul into that car are yeah. going to be here to cheer it on. Plus, a lot of our employees will be down here and our partners and suppliers. It's going to be great, and there's over 1,500, I think roughly $1,500 1, uh, volunteers, and a couple hundred are right from General Motors. So yeah, super it's proud fabulous. of all of us. You know, I, I had the good pleasure of being friends with a guy, uh, and at the time, I was in my 40s, and he was in his 80s, and he was part of the original engineering team that that put together the first Corvette. Wow. No way. So, so this guy had some stories. And, of course, we're talking about when there was a big rush, get this car out by by January. Well, boss, uh, you know, it would behoove us to spend a couple years working on how this is going to happen. I don't care. It's got to <laughs> be out because the, the, the British. Uh, All the British uh, sports coupe MGs were out and doing really and well. Triumphs yeah. were, were out there and Mercedes and Jaguar and everybody. So it was like, get that car out. So they did their best and they just, when when it went into production and was premiered at the auto shows, they you know had their fingers crossed that everything would work out okay. And then they immediately went to work on the, the next model. But it was just such a brilliant success from the first time anyone laid eyes on it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it is still, I contend, the best value. If you're a car person, I mean, you I don't know how you guys can sell it for the price you sell it for. It's, it's a fraction of what a foreign supercar would be, and it could beat most of them in almost any condition. It's a remarkable piece of engineering yeah. and art. Yep. It's America's supercar. It's attainable, and I don't really understand why people want to buy all these exotics from around the world when you can buy a Corvette Z06, uh, mid-engine cor- Corvette, either a Cooper convertible that can outperform any of the uh, exotics right. that are three or four times the, cre- the cost. But 
but we're we're thrilled to have the Corvette and, and everybody at GM super proud of uh, not only that vehicle but all of our cars and trucks and crossovers. Oh, of course. Um, and then um, Chevy's hot. And right now on the racing front, you heard uh, Joseph Newgarden, a Team Penske Chevy driver, won the Indy 500 last weekend. Here we are at Belle Isle Grand Prix. We're going to have amazing racing all weekend. And then next weekend, we're sending three Cadillacs, sister divisions of Chevrolet, to the 24 Hours of Le Mans to compete in the Hyper Class, which is the top class for an overall win we're going for. And then Corvette will be in the GTEM. Wow. We'll have a Camaro right out of the NASCAR world is going to go over and run in what's called Garage 56, which is kind of an unclassified category. So we, we are peaking in motorsports right now. It's, <laughs> it's the season for performance and racing. Right. Can you imagine if Cadillac won Le Mans? Oh, it would just be. I mean. It, I, it, it just gets me. The energized. Ferrari people would be jumping in the water, and they'd just be like, <laughs> I, "We're done, finito." Uh, so, but, but uh, it's great to great to have you guys broadcasting right here from the Winter Garden, looking out the beautiful Detroit River. I see a bunch of boats out there. Got some fishermen out there, and then the cars going by. We couldn't be prouder to be okay. here. Everybody at General Motors, all of our employees, super proud to be hosting this. You should be, and you've done a remarkable job. Thanks for spending some time thank with you. us. Thank you. And, uh, and thank you. Thank I you. I want to talk to you about that uh, electric conversion I'm, I've been working on. <laughs> I, I've got a 36 Chevy I'm turning electric, uh, and I think yeah, see, that's uh, nuts. Uh, the Chevy folks could help out a great deal, because I'd like that, to keep it original. Oh, so. that would be, we, we have an amazing uh, selection of crate engines, small blocks, big blocks, uh, LTs, LSs, and all that. But we just are introducing an E-Crate. It's an all-electrified system for those that want to consider electri- electrified crate engine. Sign now. me up. So, uh, we, we'll right. talk later. Okay. Thank you. Thanks for having <laughs> Thanks, me. Thanks, Jim Campbell, Vice President of Performance and Motorsports, and obviously very excited and proud over this year's Grand Prix, as are we here on WJR. The Great Michigan Weekend continues in just a moment.